Welcome back to Trying to Figure It Out. I am Ali Petiti. For those of you who are new here on Trying to Figure It Out, we really do exactly that. We try to figure it all out. We talk about dating. We talk about friendships. We talk about mental health. We pretty much talk about it all and we learn a lot about life along the way. And I think that's what's so special about this podcast. In the past, we've done a Toxic Friendship Awareness Month mini series. And I really enjoyed doing that because I learned so much along the way. By the end of it, when I brought Bo on for the final episode, I actually learned how lucky I am to have such great friends and how I've made so much progress in where my relationships are and what my friendships look like these days. I am really excited to announce that our next mini series is going to be focused all about divorce. If you guys remember in my very first episode called The Beginning, I talked a lot about my personal experience growing up with divorced parents and how much that has affected me in my life. I've learned so much since talking about it and I want to revisit the subject because I think that there's so much more to it and I think it would be really awesome to get some other perspectives on divorce. So welcome to the first episode of our divorce mini series on trying to figure it out. So for those of you who didn't listen to the first episode, I highly suggest that you do and you still can. But to give you guys a little bit of a rundown, my parents initially divorced when I was six years old and it was a huge change. I mean, I don't remember them ever fighting. I don't remember growing up, hearing my parents fight, knowing that things were wrong in the relationship. I just remember one day being told like, this is what's happening and everything changing. And it was really confusing. I was the younger sister. I didn't understand as much. My sister definitely had a better understanding than I did. The first few years were brutal. I mean, six months after my parents split, my grandfather passed away and he was so close to me. He was such an important person in my life. And the combination of like the shock of losing him and not understanding it because I was six. And then the shock of my parents getting divorced and not understanding it because I was six, like all of that combined together really just gave me a lot of anxiety. So I started seeing a therapist. I definitely struggled a lot and like missed a sense of normalcy and it's sad now because when I talk about it again I really don't remember a time where my parents were ever together so looking back at it now I don't know what I was missing because I don't remember that time I don't remember ever coming home and us sitting at the table together eating dinner together I don't know I think those first few years were just a lot of shock a lot of not processing trauma, like a lot of trauma that gets pushed on the back burner because you're so young, you don't know how to process it. And then as you get older, you're noticing all these things about yourself and you're like, why am I like this? Like, why am I afraid of everything? Why am I afraid to go stay at my dad's house because I'm afraid my mom's going to forget about me? Like I said, if you want to know more about my personal experience when my parents got divorced, definitely tune into the first episode of trying to figure it out. I definitely got into more detail there, but now I really want to paint a picture for you all about what the divorce was like for me. When my parents got divorced, at first it was very much like confusing to me. I didn't understand it. I split my time evenly. I did what I was supposed to do. I was kind of just rolling through the motions. And then as I got a little bit older, my mom and me and my sister all got into a car accident at a really young age. And we were on our way to summer camp. My mom was driving us and a woman ran a red light, drove through the intersection and hit our car. And it was honestly a terrible car accident. And I remember like that was a really big moment for me, like anxiety level wise, fear wise, like a lot 
kicked in for me after that experience. I wasn't physically hurt, but like my mom always says, she was like, the car accident might not have physically hurt you like it did me, but mentally, like you walked out of that car a different person. Like I was already afraid of things, but it was just on another level. Like I refused to get in any car that wasn't an SUV after the car accident. I was terrified of being in anyone else's car except for my mom driving or like someone that I knew like personally driving and I'm honestly still like that to this day like if you ask any of my friends I'm always the one that drives so after this car accident my mom had to be rushed to the hospital she was really injured she hurt her neck she broke her hand she had a lot of different injuries that she had to take care of so she was in the hospital and when we were at the hospital she had a doctor who was a neurosurgeon because she had to have neck surgery and that doctor turned out to be her fiance and husband a few years down the line they started seeing each other and I was like whoa like who's this guy and once they started seeing each other that's when a lot became really clear to me about how much my life had changed since my parents split. My mom would travel with him. They would go to dinners every night. He was a doctor, so he had galas and events and charity things to go to. And there was just so much that they were doing. And I started to notice that a lot of the time that I spent at my mom's place was substituted with being home with a babysitter or getting home, seeing my mom for an hour, and then her going out, being out till late. I'd be asleep when she got home. And that was all a lot for me. I had really bad separation anxiety for my mom. It was really, really tough. And whenever she would leave, like it was like a full temper tantrum. Like she'd be walking out the door. I'd be like holding onto her legs, screaming, crying, begging her not to leave. And it also really heavily carried into my relationship with my dad. And this is kind of why this is harder for me to talk about because I am so close to my dad now and it makes me sad that this was like something that happened in my relationship with my dad but there was a phase in third grade where my mom was about to go out of town with my stepdad and I was like no like I don't want you to go I'm not going to be okay if you go I don't want to stay with my dad for two weeks without you like please don't go and That was kind of always how it was whenever she said she was going somewhere or traveling somewhere. Like I always just begged her not to go and was hysterical. So she went on this trip and then once she got back, I was like, I'm not staying with my dad anymore. Like I'm just not. I don't want to be anywhere away from my mom. So my mom got back from this trip and I spent, I think, over three months just not staying with my dad. I wouldn't go to his house. He would try to pick me up from my mom's house and just spend the day with me. I wouldn't do it. Like it really all got projected onto my dad. And I feel so terrible about that because I still don't totally understand the logic as to why. I think I was just a kid going through a lot and I was really traumatized. I was afraid of losing my mom. I didn't understand like her having a new man in her life and how much they were doing together, how separate it was and how much I felt like I didn't know where I was supposed to be, who I was supposed to be, like who I was supposed to be attached to. I didn't know how to separate my mind from like going Monday to being with my mom and Eddie and like all living in one house together to then going to my dad's and him being at work and getting home late and my grandma being there. It was just such different households. Like my mom's house, so chill, not really strict, very lenient with the rules, like could watch TV really till whenever I wanted. My dad's house, it's like 
have your bath at this time, homework done by this time, one episode of TV, and then you're in bed and you're going to sleep. And it was just so much to soak in while then also processing that like now when I'm at my dad's, my mom is like starting a new life with a new guy, has a new family kind of, and it was just a lot. So I really took it out on my dad and just spent three months straight not seeing him. And it was really hard. I remember like the pit in my stomach I would get if someone would be like, you're going to go to your dad's house today after school. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like imagine that feeling when you have anxiety over something like that pit in your stomach, like that fear, like complete and utter fear. That's how I felt if someone would tell me I was going to my dad's house that night. Like it was crippling and it was really, really bad. And so I spent a lot of time in therapy during this phase of my life. It was third grade and I just really spent so much time trying to figure out how to get over this. And a big part of why I started going back again was my grandma. She really just helped me feel comfortable, helped me step away from my mom and feel like I still had a mom at that house too. Like she stepped in to be that mom for me and make me feel just as safe as I did at my mom's. And it's so weird too, because the time I spent at my mom's, honestly, she wasn't around that much. So it's like, I wouldn't want to leave there, but she wasn't even really there most of that time. So after about four months, three and a half months of not staying with my dad, my grandma really stepped up. I started staying there more and more and it kind of just got better from there. Like, I don't really remember a specific moment where I was like, okay, it's better now. Like, I'm gonna stay with my dad just as much as I stay with my mom now. It kind of just got better. And I think I started to understand as I got older a little bit more about, you know, my mom leaving to go out to dinners and stuff. Like, I should be home at another house where my parent could be around and my grandma's there and I have people not a babysitter you know I don't need to be home with a babysitter on a Saturday night every single weekend of my life if you ask me now if I would ever want my parents to have stayed married or still be married like the answer is no and that's like the best part about being on the other side of this experience is like I know now that that's so not what the solution would have been was like them to stay together it just wasn't and I'm okay with that. But that doesn't mean that it didn't suck going through it. So that's one story I wanted to share. And it's just one of many, you know, it's a story that kind of just goes to show how much the changes in your life can affect you. And that's just my experience. Everyone's experience is so different. Again, why I'm doing this series, because I want to learn from other people what their experience was like. And I want to share mine a little bit deeper like I have. And I'm very excited and there's so much to come with this mini series. So I hope you guys are excited to get into it with me too. And now we are going to do out piece three and I'm going to do three songs that I think I would listen to if I was getting divorced now at 24 years old. If I was getting divorced, these would be my like heartbreak, big life change songs that I would listen to. The first one would be Keep Driving by Harry Styles. The second one would be Less Than Zero by The Weeknd. And the third one would be On Melancholy Hill by The Gorillas because that song is so good. And I feel like that would just get me in my feels and I'd love that. So those are my three songs and yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. I can't wait for you guys to tune in next week and I can't wait for what's to come with this mini series. Make sure you keep 
subscribing to the podcast, rating the podcast on Spotify, and I hope you all have the best week. 